Hello. Um, I'm Suzanne Collier. Uh, I was chair of the SYP. Um, the leaflet's actually wrong. I was chair in 1989, 1994, 95, 96 and 1998. Um, I know, I know. It's quite scary, really. I should be committed for doing that, I think. Um, I started my publishing career back in 1983 in working for one of what was probably then the premier literary publishing house, uh, independent literary publishing house in, in the country, Andre Deutsch, which was then run by Andre Deutsch, and he solely owned the company. Um, Diana Athill was our principal editor, and Mr. Deutsch, as I addressed him, was in charge of the company. We had approximately 40 staff and we published 80 books a year um, across the genres of literary fiction, general fiction, non-fiction and children's books. Um, Mr. Deutsch was well known for introducing authors such as John Updike, V.S. Naipaul, Helene Hanf um, and uh, publishing books such as Postman Pat. To the in the UK, um, he was fierce but fair, and um, he was a great friend to most, if not all, of his employees. And for the majority of the time I was in his employment, I addressed him as Mr. Deutsch. And I wonder how many of you in today's environment and office would address anybody in your office as Mr. or Mrs. Such was, I mean this is 1983, it might seem a long time ago by your standards because I'm guessing that most of the people in this room weren't even born yet, but uh, it, by uh, social standards it isn't really that long ago. Um, I had a job that most people that are looking for their first job in the industry now would probably kill for in that I was office junior. I had a timetable in which I had to spend time in every single department, including accounts, um, doing, helping out wherever necessary. I had to sit on reception at lunchtime and I had to frank the Daily Post and run whatever errands were necessary, which usually involved me delivering parcels to the hub of publishing round the corner in Bedford Square, um, where I'd say 80% of publishing still lived. Michael Joseph, Chateau, Bodley, Head and Cape, Heinemann Educational Books still hadn't moved to Oxford, uh, Book Marketing Limited was still in Bedford Square, the Publishers Association, Hodder and Stoughton was still there. The whole of publishing was almost congregate at lunchtime in the uh, Architects Association cheap restaurant or in the YWCA opposite Deutsch offices. Um, after I'd been there for a year, Andre sold 50% of his shares to a gentleman called Tom Rosenthal, who'd been a director at Heinemann Secker and Wahlberg, and um, with the intent of jo Tom coming in as joint managing director, which he did. I remember standing in the hallway unpacking stationery and this very big tall burly man walked past me and started wearing a polka dot bow tie and started to walk up the stairs 
and I'd never seen him before. So I stopped him and challenged him, and I said, I'm really sorry, I don't know you. Can you tell me who you are? And he said, my name's Tom Rosenthal. I'm the new managing director. And I thought, oh, hell, Suzanne, you've done it now. Um, Particularly as this was the kind of era in publishing where people like Robert Maxwell were firing people left, right and centre. I recall Andre, sorry, Mr Deutsch, recounting a conversation where he'd phoned Robert Maxwell's office and um, Robert Maxwell had a temporary secretary covering for his normal PA and um, Mr Deutsch was Hungarian but spoke English as well as your I and um, Robert Maxwell's secretary had said uh, who should I say is calling and Mr Deutsch said Andre Deutsch and the temporary secretary said oh you speak very good English and Mr Deutsch said and so do you my dear <laughs> and Mr Deutsch told Robert Maxwell this conversation and the temporary secretary was fired on the spot. Um, I know that Mr Deutsch, when he was recounting this story, was not very happy about this and felt very guilty that he'd cost the poor young lady her job. We were based in a Georgian building in Great Russell Street where the top floor had to be kept for residential purposes to please Camden Council. This was known as the flat and um, publishers were regularly entertained in the dining room up there by Mr Deutsch's personal chef, Piero. And it is very well known that the wine that was served was cheap but very drinkable and often referred to as headache wine. Um, we used to reuse every envelope and jiffy bag. If you recall any past interview or reread any past interview with Mr Deutsch, it will mention low wattage bulbs in the toilets. True. He was green or penny-pinched long before his time throughout the 1970s and 1980s. I'm sure we were one of the first publishers to reuse envelopes and jiffy bags. Um, and many of the parcels I used to deliver by hand. Um, I know many of the roads off Bedford Square. Um, I used to learn the A to Z so that I could save the company as much as much money as possible by doing as many errands as possible and I perhaps that's why Mr Deutsch liked me and I got promoted to the company. Um, we were always encouraged to walk and never take a taxi when Tom joined and had a taxi account and took a taxi everywhere we gasped and he dined out for lunch. Um, Andre, sorry, Mr. Deutsch once said of one of Tom's books that it was the kind of book that you took home and forget about. That it's not the kind of book that you publish. I mention that because Nick commented at corporate publishing, but it happened in an independent publishing where two publishers perhaps didn't see eye to eye. But rarely in any interview with Mr. Deutsch would you read any mention of the basement in the company. The basement was the place of rotting royalty statements, a 1974 rank Xerox photocopier, and a few cockroaches. 
and that was where the editorial department was also kept (laughs) excluding Diana Hatfield I'm not sure if there was any significance in keeping editorial in with the cockroaches. I leave that to you to make that assumption. I had a love-hate relationship with the photocopier. It was another two years before it got replaced. The copier had no sorter and no feeder, and the first manuscript I photocopied on it was 1,009 pages long, and they needed six copies for an editorial meeting. The whole task took me three whole days, but I looked at what I was photocopying. It was a book by Leon Uris called The Hajj. Wow, this is publishing. I'm working in publishing. With Tom's arrival, the office started to undergo a lot of change. We bought the building next door, and whilst it was being renovated, there was a dreadful smell coming from the production department. Now, I know that some of you might think that your colleagues in production might sometimes smell. I've worked with the kind of boss that sometimes might come in the next day with their shirt turned inside out and you think, I know what you were doing last night. Um, And you know that sometimes in the office people aren't careful with their personal hygiene. But this wasn't that I'm sorry, it wasn't that kind of smell. This was a dreadful, dreadful smell. By this time, I was assistant to the deputy managing director and responsible for a lot of the office upkeep. So we called in Mr. Deutsch's personal builder to come and investigate what the smell might be. And the, my boss, the deputy managing director, happened to be out conveniently that afternoon of the arrival of the, Mr. Deutsch's personal builder. Mr. Deutsch's personal builder came to find me after about an hour and he took me down to the office where production sat because he said I had to see this for myself and he showed me nine rats decomposing in an air vent that were hanging from the office air vent where production sat. In publishing then, Mr Deutsch's personal builder discreetly cleaned up the mess, removed the offending um, uh, offence <laughs> from the building and we opened the windows, sprayed air freshener and hoped for the best. By the end of the week, work had returned to normal. In publishing now, I hate to think what health and safety would have done. When we moved into the building next door, the new health and safety regulations came in, and part of this involved me going on a company first aid course. Thankfully, I was hardly ever called upon. The most stressful first aid event I could recall dealing with was having to bandage Mr. Deutsch's foot. I do recall the first time I ever called Mr. Deutsch Andre. 
As part of the agreement with Tom Rosenthal, Tom had just informed Andre that he was no longer part of the company and that he would have to vacate his office. I remember very clearly going into Mr Deutsch's office and saying, Andre, I have just heard the news. He shrugged his shoulders. I can see him almost sitting opposite me now. He shrugged his shoulders and looked despondent. And he said to me, it's now Tom's company. And I said to him, and this dates it with technology, and I said to him that I wanted to, him to remember that no matter what happened, every time I put a piece of letterhead in my typewriter to type a letter, I lined it up with the name at the top, which said Andre Deutsch. I never looked at the names at the bottom, which were the names of the directors. I spent seven years at Andre Deutsch Limited, working my way through many different departments and up through the ranks. When I joined the company, I was a fresh-faced kid, 16 years old, straight out of the long local comprehensive. Six years later, I was to become the youngest person ever to chair the SYP, a record I am still immensely proud of today. I know I could never have done that had I been at another company where the opportunities and encouragement that was given to me as a 16-year-old, I, I was just encouraged at every single turn. Um, very early on, one of the editors, Pamela Royds, a children's editor, had found out that I'd written some poems when I was still at school. And she asked me if she could read them. And she sent them, without me knowing, she sent them off to one of the children's authors who wrote me a letter. And I've actually been reading that letter very recently because that children's author was Michael Rosen, the current children's laureate. And what other company would somebody do that? You know, what other, there were so little opportunities. And I hope for all of you, because I see in this room a lot of creative people, the faces of publishing tomorrow, I hope that all of you are given the same sort of opportunities and encouragement in your career that I've been fortunate to be given. I then went on, when I was chair of the SYP the first time, I started giving careers advice and through that, well, 20 years ago this year, um, I started giving my first careers advice and that's why what gave me the confidence to start bookcareers.com 10 years ago and give careers advice professionally. I first did my, first, my salary survey with the SYP in 1995 and I took it away from the SYP because of the amount of uh, controversy the salary survey brings and I was still, as long as I am able to, speak out about salaries within the industry because they need to be spoken about and may you all be paid the salary that you so richly deserve. Thank you.